Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Artist Block Podcast. I'm your host, Julian. Like, review, and rate us everywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, on today's episode, we got a good friend of mine, a what I look at as a fashion innovator, one of the hardest working people I know, my man, Three Scoops. We're going to go ahead and jump into this episode right now. So please enjoy the podcast. So I got to... I got to start this off by just saying, so I met you. I think we met pretty much on social first, right? It was either social or at like a pop-up event, I want to yeah. say. And we were both vending. Mm-hmm. And that was that was one thing. And it was like, it's very, t- very few people that I run across that I'm like, whenever I'm doing pop-up events, I'm like, they're always there. <laughs> and I'm like... Alright, who is this dude? Because <laughs> I was like, because first off, like, your clothes are fire. Like, I've you're the only person that I've seen that it's not the generic thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not the generic t-shirt. It's like, oh, well, I got this with my logo on it or something like that. It's It's not that, and I'm just like... I've always been fascinated by fashion. Um, took me a while to kind of get into it because a lot of times I just didn't know what I was looking at at first. And like, I've still been studying it. But when I first met you, it was just like, all right, who is this dude? And I think one of my one of my friends, in, uh, I think my dude, Ray Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, he knew you before me. So I was like, do you know this dude? I sent him like your Instagram. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I know, dude. He's super cool. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I right, bet. Because I was like, I love what he does. I can't remember what I initially reached out to you for. But I was like, I need to talk to this dude. Because I'm like, he's doing something. And like, I just want to be connected to this dude. And I don't, I'm like, whether it's for a fashion wise or art wise or whatever. Or just to actually just know this guy. And so it was like, I can't remember what, I think I originally ended up reaching out to you. We met in like in person for like the first time, first time, I guess by our own meeting at, uh, was it Panera or Starbucks? Panera. Yeah. I was on the crutches. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> yep. yeah. Didn't you like tear your ACL or Yeah, something? I ruptured my Achilles. Achilles. Uh, That's what it was. Playing soccer, trying to, trying to have some fun. I'm too old for that these days. <laughs> I'm about to say, have you picked up soccer since? Uh, I haven't. I'm going to get back into it. And that's just because, you know, it's like a year of rehab. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure like I'm good, good uh-huh. um, before I, you know, get back out there and start messing around again. So, okay. Yeah. Next month, I'll probably start back playing pretty consistently oh, for i'm nervous okay. though i ain't gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah like shoot that's that's kind of how it was for me with basketball like i i just went and hooped for the first time really since like the pandemic since so i just went and hooped for the first time in like two years like last week i think and i was just like ooh. First off, I was like, I'm glad I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Right. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, all right, cool. It just felt good to be back out there. But it definitely get them jitters out. I was just like, man, I need to go hoop or something. Right, right. So it was definitely worth it. But, but like, yeah. So my initial question, just to kind of, I guess, kind of jump straight into it. How did you get into fashion? 
Oh man, so I would say, like I've always been interested in, into it in mm-hmm. the fashion, but more so like on the consumer side. So like probably like like I'm from the south. I'm from Atlanta. So I okay moved back and forth, military brat. Um, but majority of the time, I was like very southern within my style. You know the yeah. tall tees, the oh, hands, <laughs> You know, like the you know the, the basketball jerseys, the half like, and half direct. Yeah, like all of that, like all of that. So I uh, let's see, this is like ninth grade. I was living in Florida, so I'll double back. So sixth grade, I moved from Virginia Beach down to Florida, mm-hmm. and then I moved back here after ninth grade. Okay. And when I moved back here, it was completely different style than down south. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I got, I got to change the game up. Like, yeah. I can't be out here dressing like I'm still in. What know? year was this? This was, I moved back here in 2005. Okay. Yeah. So it was, yeah, the dark times of fashion were still going on, but it yeah. changed. <laughs> yeah. So once I got back up here, and the, just everything was different. You know, there was no more Reeboks. There was no more Felas. Like, people were still yeah. rock, rocking tall tees and stuff like that, but yeah. not as much. It was more like branded um, apparel. So I, so I got bigger into the fashion. Um, and then I want to say it was like end of 10th grade, I got my first pair of, like, skinny jeans. Yeah. And when I saw my shoe display from wearing baggy jeans, yep. skinny jeans, and I didn't have to, <laughs> I didn't have to lace my jeans in my in my uh, uh, in the tongue, yeah, part. In my tongue or time up in my my shoes no more. Yo, that was like, disgusting. Yo, like after that, like it, it, you know, a whole new world was open. So I got heavily into um, a, a decent amount of streetwear, but I was still like very prep. Mm-hmm. So I wore like a, a lot of like Ralph Lauren. It was pretty yeah. much the main thing that I wore. So it was like yeah, fitted jeans, Ralph Lauren. Yeah, and you know I had various sneakers. I wasn't a huge sneakerhead. My friends were uh-huh. so I, but I you know I'd wear Jordans and you know Vans and all that stuff. Yeah, because that I like in my school. That's how we knew. That's how back then you could you considered who could dress. Yeah. It was like like high fashion for us back then was polo. Right, and then it was like I didn't learn until like after high school and stuff. There was even different levels of polo that you. I'm like I never knew what purple label polo was. I'm like they do this with no no logo on it. They do. I'm like so it was like I'm like the dudes I went the cats I went to school. I'm like you had you had the polo and you had hill figure. Yeah. And that was it. It was like that. It was either polo, hill figure, or white tees. Yeah. Or you wearing like regular streetwear, like street wear, skate clothes, or something like that. Right. Because like Schmack was big back then. Huge. Um, Stussy. Stussy, Bape um, mm-hmm. was, you know, doing very well. Billionaire Boys Club. Yep. Like all that stuff. Yeah. So I had, I dabbled in some Ice of cream. it, but I wasn't as big into the streetwear side as like my friends were. They, yeah. They wore all that 24 7. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had plenty of homies that did that too. It was all when I say I had a homeboy, his entire closet was Stussy. It was either Stussy or um, Famous. Yeah, Stars and Stripes. That yes. was yeah. I used to love. I'm his like stuff, man. LRG. I used to rock that. LRG too. was huge. My brother, yeah. my brother to this day is a ride or die fan of LRG. He still buys their stuff, and I'm like, I didn't know they still existed. Yeah, them Creative Wreck. Yeah. Um it was so much. I'm just like, man. Like I was what did I wear? 
that's I don't know what was I wearing then I think it was hard for me to get away from the tall tees for a minute and then once I did it was just like alright I'm still gonna wear them kind of baggy right but not <laughs> full baggy but also too it was a yeah for me it was just a lot of hand-me-downs <laughs> I think that's what it was for me or like I didn't have the real polo I had the uh USPA one, yeah, Polo Association, yeah. I was just like, whew, you get roasted for wearing <laughs> that in school. Honestly, some of the stuff like I looked up on because like I had a ton of LRG from like I guess sophomore year to like early junior year, yeah. And I had a homie that loved LRG. I'm I'm pretty sure like he still wears it like to this day faithfully. <laughs> but he knew somebody that worked for Polo. And oh. would always get stuff off the truck. So I would just trade out my stuff with him. He was like, yeah. yo, like I got like four new polo jackets. I don't want them. I'm like, all right, well, I'll trade you four items for mine. Yeah. And he said, cool. So like I was able to go that route um, and really build some stuff up for a while. That's fly. Like, yeah. I wish I went to school with cats like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't know. I didn't know anybody who had like connects like that. But when I would my school it was it was more heavily into sneakers mm-hmm. everybody is like it's either Jordans or nothing or yeah. the uh the Stan Smith Adidas okay. it was it was those cause that's when everybody was wearing like the big bulky shoes the SBs were kind of yeah. picking up well, and my so, friends had those yeah so it was heavy into those I never I didn't even know what fashion was in high school I was just like, does this match? All right, cool. I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> like I had no clue. Like my whole senior year, it was sweatpants and white tees. That's all I wore. And that's all you need for real though. Yes. Like, you're comfortable every single day. Exactly. And I'm appreciative now though because I didn't realize it then. But the older I got, it was just like, yo, I just want to be comfortable. Yes, man. I just want to dress comfortable. Cause it was just like, all right, cool. I couldn't do the skinny jean thing. That didn't work for me. But then when I found tapered pants, yeah, I was like, this, this, when I found like tapered pants and joggers, I was like, I can do this every day. Right. This is easy for me. <laughs> this and some sweats. And then it's like, I could wear any shoes I wanted with them because it was perfect. So that's, that's where I kind of looked at it as, cause like I said, I, I would say I'm, I'm just now within the past, maybe three to four years understanding like what i'm even looking at at fashion right and like because i had i have friends that would tell me like one of my friends all she wears is polo all she's polo and jordans that's it she's like yo she was like it's she was like yo it's it's levels to it and she was like you can be cheap on a lot of things never be cheap on yourself if you can get it get it because you'll never know if you're gonna see it again yeah and I'm like, that makes perfect sense. But, but yeah. So, yeah, and I used to like, so I'd buy like a lot of Levi's back then too. That was probably my main jeans, Levi's, yeah. True Religions, and like Rock Republics. Mm-hmm. But they, Levi's I could get in my size. Yeah. Um, but the True Religions and Rock Republics were always way too big for me. And then yeah. they're boot cut and I'm short. So I was like, <laughs> it's not going to work. So then it was about 11th grade. I started like getting all my jeans tailored. And that was really like a big, you know kind of set me apart from a lot of other yeah. people too because it's like yo like how are you finding those type of jeans in your actual exactly. size and i'm like i'm paying that extra dollar uh-huh um, working my weekend job you know outside of sports 
Eggs. to to make this happen. So that was something else that um, I guess I got hip to early. It was like, yo, yeah. like, I can get anything I want and really fit it so it, it actually looks the way I want it to look. Exactly. Cause I'll never forget that it was one of the best days of my life. The day I bought my first pair of five hundred one jeans. Oh, yes. I'll never forget. It was my birthday weekend. It's probably like my junior year of high school, and I was working during the summer. Actually, no, I was working during the school year. So like, I had a full time job my junior year of high school, my sophomore year of high school, and so it was like whatever money I had saved up, and I can't remember what store I went into, but it was in Greenbrier Mall. And I went and bought these like mustard color 501 jeans just because I heard Wale keep talking about 501 Levi's. I was like, what are 501s? Like, what are these? Because I didn't know Levi's came in numbers. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let me get the 501s. I remember dropping like $65 on those jeans. And they were the greatest jeans I ever had in my life. (laughs) I was like, yo, they fit perfectly. They fall perfectly they they display your sneaker perfectly i was like these jeans are greatness yeah i love it and honestly like a store still to this day people sleep on for jeans or skate shops for real skate shops have some of the best jeans i've ever had like i would think so because they're built for performance yeah like and that's where i i think i went to i want to say pack sun and it was a pair of like raw denim hurley jeans easily one of the best jeans i've ever had for real and it got me into fashion a little bit more because my mom had washed them yeah and then she dried on me and all the like fresh ink bled out of it Ooh. so that was another reason i started being like more meticulous about things and yeah. like, really like getting things i like and taking care of them because mm-hmm. i was like yo like these were my favorite now they're ruined yep and you know once you wash and dry a pair of skinnies you got to break them back out exactly and you gotta, or break them back in and they're super tight and i was like yo i can't i can't do this like nope. these are just done here you go i gave exactly. them to my sister or something exactly like yeah. so yeah that helped out too with messing up them pair of jeans <laughs> <laughs> So how did how did the the whole brand of three scoops, three scoops come about? Yeah, my bad. I kind of sidestepped that question. Oh, um, you good? You good? So yeah, I was a consumer, right? And I did that all the way up until senior year of college. Uh huh. Um, and I was an entrepreneurship major. Okay. Uh, so what school? High Point University down in North Carolina. Nice. Yeah, it's like right next to A and T, pretty much. Okay. Um. So, yeah, like, for our senior class project, I had to create my own um, business. And even in high school, I took, uh, like, fashion marketing classes and things like that. But I never thought about having my own brand. It was more so having a fashion store Mm -hmm. and sell other goods, you know, other people's goods. Um, But with that, I was like, all right, like, this is cool. I can do whatever I want. It's just a grade. You know, it's not real. But after going through, like, the business plan, (laughs) the financial plan. It is real. um, (laughs) Getting the logo made, getting samples made, Mm -hmm. working on it for, you know, six months, presenting it to the class. I was like, yo, like, this was the most fun outside of soccer, like, that I had, like, in school. So, um, I had a really good team behind me as well. Like I had very talented teammates that were able to like make me a website and get everything like live on online and um, mm-hmm. make me a logo and um, get me the files that I needed for different prints and stuff like that and, and yeah. do photography and videography for me. Like so that like talent around me was was awesome. It made it a little bit easier rather than you know doing everything myself. Yeah, but once I came up came up with that, um, it it was just cool and fun and like 
I didn't know where I was going to go with it, but I was like, this is something that I can see myself doing long term because I was transitioning out of school. A lot of things had changed because like it was pretty Southern, especially when I went to, you know, North Carolina in 2008. Nobody was wearing skinny jeans. Nobody was wearing no earrings. Nobody was really having like at least in depending on where you were. Like it was crazy to have like those things, tattoos, bright color shoes, like bright color shirts and stuff like that i was getting fried left and right but i didn't really care yeah by the time i graduated it was like a majority of people are doing these things now Mm -hmm. like it's common so i was like all right like um i want to do something different and then i'm going to the professional world as well so it's like i can't pull off a lot of the same things that i was pulling off in school Mm -hmm. so i wanted to like find a medium of like all right how can i still dress the way i want to dress but be able to wear it in both worlds, be able to wear it to work and then also get out and be able to wear it to um, wherever I want to go as well. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. But too. it took a while to get there. But that was the original idea. Yeah. So like how long was that process? Well, even before that, I, I got to ask, how did you come up with the, the name Three Scoops? You know, it's crazy. Like I hadn't thought about this since the day I came up with it. And I did a, um, I guess like a lecture with the high school earlier this year and uh-huh. somebody asked me that and it, it took me all the way back and i hadn't said that in years <laughs> yeah. like literally 10 years i hadn't said it because i didn't realize until recently that like when i would go to like your instagram and stuff like that i never realized it was three o's in there <laughs> until like one day i was like wait there's three in here i was like so i always intrigued me and i always wanted to ask you that yeah so it's three it's three brands that i based everything off of in 2012 um the very first one was ralph lauren because it has that longevity yeah and clean aesthetic like it, it's just it's timeless you you can't beat it mm-hmm. the second one was billionaire boys club um and even if you look at my logo there's a certain arc to it that i got from billionaire's boys club because i like the way it could fit on all different types of clothes yeah it fits you know on the front of a sh- uh, chest it fits on the pants perfectly like mm-hmm. it fits on the back of the shirt like it, it you can embroider it like it always comes out clean yeah um so that was the other one and then the last one which is maybe the most influential i don't know they're all about the same but <laughs> is uh johnny cupcakes um don't know have you heard of that brand it sounds familiar. I'm trying it's to been around for a long time. Um, I gotta look. I gotta look. But yeah, Johnny Cupcakes, and the thing that's so dope about him is he has a uh, a streetwear brand, and everybody thinks he sells cupcakes, but he doesn't <laughs> sell any cupcakes. He just sells T-shirts. And if you look at like all his branding, all his aesthetics, all you know the stores and flagships that he does, it's all oh, branded yes. around yeah, yep. the, the um, cupcake and crossbones. Um, it's all branded around having a bakery, but it's that's not a bakery. Genius. So that's what I was thinking with three scoops. It's like, how can I have a, my own play of that? Like mm-hmm. most people are going to think ice cream, but nah, it has nothing to do with ice cream. You're just, it's not my fault. You, it is my fault. You think that, but you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't yeah. tell you it was ice cream. See, cause that was, yeah. And that was like, and that's why I assumed that I'm like, okay, you did this for a reason. Cause yeah. I'm like your brain, any normal person's brain is going to initially go to, he did this some how can i connect this to ice cream and it's like i was just like what like why and i'm like all right let's see but it was just like that's why i had to ask yeah because i was like how did you come up with that (laughs) and honestly like i i love it too because there's so many times i'm doing pop-ups people just see the name right and they're like oh three scoops 
you don't have ice cream? And I'm like, no, I sell clothing. And they're like, well, that's the only reason I came here. And I'm like, all right. How many times I have to ask <laughs> as an entrepreneur, how many times has someone come up to you and be like, well, you should serve ice cream with your clothing? Like every pot, anything I've ever done. You, and then they get mad if I say, like, I don't want to do that. Or mm-hmm. if I say, like, oh, that's like ice cream's cool. But honestly, I'd rather do a smoothie shop. Yeah, and they're like, no, no, I that's really- not gonna sell. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good idea. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I told somebody, you know, if they purchase an item, they can get a free delicious smoothie, and they're not gonna turn me down. Exactly. And I make it in the color or from the fruits of the colors with branding. They're, yeah, it's gonna be on par. People love telling. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. what to do? But that's that's hilarious. <laughs> so, how did? You- I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about somebody literally just walking to you and like, you should really sell ice cream with this. Especially when they're with their kids. That's the, they're like, oh, the kids are like, oh, ice cream. Then when the kids find out it's not ice cream, they're still intrigued and the parents are like, no. It's like, and I'm like, all you right. Like, change my whole thing around, my whole brand around this one moment that you want ice cream. The kid's not even mad. It's you. Exactly. And it's like, you're not... And, Okay, so I have somewhat of a issue with a lot of people that do that. Like, I have no problem receiving information from people in terms of like, hey, you should try this or anything like that. If I feel you are a credible source, like if I feel like like I could take information from you if you're like, hey this shirt try doing this with this design or try doing that or try this and i'm like all right cool you're a credible source but it's like if it's when it's like a random person that i'm like this is my first time meeting you or i've never met you a day in my life i don't know who you are you've never introduced yourself to me you're like hey you should do this why don't you do this and like as an artist i get this all the time you should send your artwork to these celebrities and I'm just like, the sarcasm in me kind of kicks in. It's like, wow, I never thought of that. I didn't think I could just send a painting to a celebrity. It's just like, if I did that, everyone would be famous. Like, it's like, do you think it's that easy? One, do you think it's that easy? Two, it's like, you don't think I ever thought of this before? <laughs> so, it's like, it's like, yo. I have no problem taking information or criticism or ideas from anyone if I feel you are a credible source. But I'm like, most nine times out of ten, it's like, most people, it's like, yo, I've been doing this long enough to at least have tried your idea already in the beginning. Or I've been doing this long enough to know that what your idea is, what you're telling me is not going to work because it's super surface level. And it's like you don't know the intricacies of what myself or these other creative people are really doing and how hard it actually is for you to just be like, hey, you should just do this and that'll fix everything for you. A hundred percent. And then they don't even think about like the back half. Like, okay, let's say you get that instant success. If you don't have the foundation to be able to continue it. Yep. I'm not going to say you're going to crumble, but that's maybe an even harder road to follow up on. because yeah. Now you got to rebound. Yeah. And if you don't have it to rebound, 
or you don't haven't been through those you know those different trials and, yep. and hardships then you're like how do i keep this sustainable and now you're just like a one-hit wonder who like you got quick money off of one person right and now it's not sustainable and it's like you can only ride that coastline for so long right so 100 yeah. percent, man so talk to me about like the the ups and downs that have come with it so far because i know it hasn't been yeah it has not been smooth sailing uh, every day <laughs> every like, day what's the what's the ups and downs on this um so i'd say to take it back like to not the very beginning but close to the beginning before i got into manufacturing this is what 2012 um, no i'd say well 2012 to 20 17 if i'm being honest okay um because i had the idea 2012 but i'm not gonna say i was lazy but i wouldn't do extra research before i made moves Mm. i was just like oh i know what i want to do i'm gonna go do it and i I wasn't educating myself throughout the process so it was like oh nothing's working and now i'm just frustrated because nothing's you know there's the idea but no one else is seeing it exactly um i just have you know i'm just continuously working at it so people are like hey good job you know but i'm like this isn't really what i want to do um so around like 2017 i got to the point to where you know i was buying blanks and coming up with designs and putting them on shirts that's not my strong point i'm not the best creative when it comes to that like i'm not gonna win in that lane yeah the things that i wanted to do i wasn't doing because i for one was like nah that's like i'm never gonna be able to find a manufacturer like i i can't afford the minimums or i don't trust people overseas or Mm -hmm. you know i I had all those things but i wasn't doing the research to actually like validate the excuses i was coming up with if that makes sense yeah which are all valid i'm not saying that none of those things do happen like it it happens every day Mm -hmm. but at the same time like i wasn't taking action to see what i could do exactly um and then i just got to the breaking point to where i was like yo like i'm not creating anything that i actually want to create i'm just Mm -hmm. doing what i can and losing um, money the entire (laughs) yeah it's like oh people and then people actually start seeing the vision but at the same time, to me, it was like, this isn't what I want you to see. Like, you get the idea. Yeah. Cool. But you don't get, like, the clothing side of it. You just see that, like, I provide high, the highest quality that I could afford exactly. with what I'm doing. But I was like, this isn't even, this is, like, scratching the surface. So, a manufacturer hit me up, you know, as you probably see on DM all the time. And, mm-hmm. like, I actually spoke to a friend. Um, and he was like, yo, like, they're real people. Like, just, just chat with them, bro. Just, like, chat with them. And I was like, well, hell no, he talking about. He don't even do fashion. He don't do clothing. You know, he's not even in that realm. Like, whatever. Um, but, like I said, I was, I had no other option. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, forget it. Like, let me chat with them. So, we talked for a little bit. And I just negotiated. And I was like, all right. I think the item was, like, $100. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, for one button up for a sample. So, I was like, look, I'll pay you 50 now yeah you make it you ship it to me it's legit i'll pay you the other 50 and he said cool and i got it in technically he did what i asked him to do but Mm -hmm. without any prior knowledge like i wasn't disappointed but i was like ah there's a lot of stuff i'd change to this yeah he was very open to feedback so we worked on it and i just kept doing that back and forth back and forth until you know now i'm still working with the same person but i've grown 
a ton in um you know so many different products that i can make because you can't really rely on one manufacturer yeah For one like timeline issues like you know if he has five projects and i'm working with somebody else and now i gotta wait on him and they're like yo i need my stuff in six weeks yep that holds everybody up so i need to have multiple people and then like i tried socks through them and i tried hats through them and and underwear and they're he's just not that good at it yeah not his fault he's not good at it you know that's not what he specializes in but yeah. i had to learn that i should work with people that specialize in certain products it's going to be better for me it's going to be better for the consumer and then also um it's going to be less frustrating because they're going to teach me what i really should be looking for and asking for mm -hmm. rather than me having to find out every bad sample that i get yeah so yeah okay that's and that's the crazy thing because just like you i didn't do the research either <laughs> especially at the beginning because and that's what first off i want to say i appreciate that 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 a lot because it lets me kind of know that it's like all right i was the only one that kind of made bad mistakes at the beginning with this stuff <laughs> yeah, like, i'm still making bad mistakes well, exactly and like it's like like i lost so much money in the beginning because like i'm like i i didn't know what i was doing i just knew what i wanted and so it's like I didn't have a team behind me or helping me with anything. So it was just me. And I'm just like, all right, how can I do this? So I figure out a way to put it on a t-shirt. And then just like you said, like people don't really see it when it first happens. And I had, I remember I spent probably like two or $300 on shirts. And they would not sell at all they just didn't sell and i remember it was so crazy i forgot all about them i put them away forgot about them one day i was still living at my parents house one day i'm doing something i'm like cleaning up or something and my brother comes to me he's like yo there's like a bag of shirts in this closet i'm like what are you talking about it's probably like two years after i bought these shirts i was like what are you talking about he's like there's a bag of shirts in here i look and i'm like oh snap all them old shirts and so it was just like let me try this again and let me see what happens so it was just like i'd already lost the money on it so i was just like let me shorten the price on it and see what happens i sold them shirts for like ten dollars a piece and sold out in like two weeks and i was just like that for me made me kind of realize like okay a couple things one most a lot of people don't see your initial vision with what you're trying to do when you first put it out because a lot of people are a lot of people have expectations of you that you don't even know <laughs> so it's like it's been so many times when people come to me like yo you should put your artwork on a t-shirt and I'm like that would look hideous like I don't personally think that would look good and so it's like, like right now I'm I'm painting a pregnant woman. Would you want to see that on a t-shirt? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if someone pregnant would like to see. Yeah, but like, but I, I as get, a mass I, production, yeah, that wouldn't saying. really do anything. I get so what you're it's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that would look cool for the one person. It's like, yeah, that'll look great for you. That 
just yeah. seems like a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, but then also it made me realize, like, okay, if I do want to do anything dealing with fashion, I know I've learned what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I'm still learning that. So it's like, I'm just going to start talking to the people who are good at this because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Because right. I spent way too much money on customink.com. <laughs> I've given them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for shirts. And I'm just like, okay, I can't even do this anymore. <laughs> right, right. And it's like the the ups and downs of it. It's It's crazy. But it's also like you said it's a it's a learning curve that a lot of people have to go through no matter what they're actually working on it's a learning curve it's like all right cool you're gonna take this l especially at the beginning you're gonna lose a lot of money facts and so it's just like oh well gotta keep it moving now i know what not to do right so i was literally talking to a friend earlier and i was like i've lost it all a couple times yep two three times i've been down to my last dollar like bro zero below zero and i was like yo is this even worth it and then usually when i hit that point i just start doing stuff for fun again i'm Mm -hmm. like all right like well let me not do it to sell it let me just make stuff that like i thoroughly enjoy and that usually or i'll go focus on something else like completely like i'll Mm -hmm. go play soccer or i'll um, you know, go to the beach or fishing and like, you know, I do things that like I actually enjoy and usually like more creativity comes from that. I yeah. clear my mind and I'm like ready to start back. Same. Like I actually had this conversation not too long ago with a friend of mine. We were like, I miss doing I miss doing this before the business came into it. <laughs> it's like I'm I missed the days of just painting just to paint before the business aspect came into it and it was just like but like you said that's when i knew all right i had to learn that's when i got to detach from everything right that's just, i'm like all right cool i'm not loving this right now i'm not having fun time for me to disappear for a while maybe take a week i've had moments i took three four months off didn't pick up a paintbrush don't touch it just leave it there and i'm just like i don't feel like it i'm not in the mood I'm not going to do it till I want to. I'm not going to create until I feel like it. Right. And that's just what it comes down to. And being able to detach has been one of the, like, best things for me. You need to move it? No, nah, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, being able to, to detach from everything has been one of the best things for me. Because it's just, like, I'm learning how to kind of not be overwhelmed by what I'm doing. I get to control all of this and it's just it makes it a whole lot fun no I, I agree with that 100% like try not to take on like too too many projects or just focus on things that like I know I can do without mm-hmm. so much of a headache and I know that may come across to some people like oh well you're not like you know reaching to get to the next level but it's like certain things like like I, I help my friend make swimsuits yeah Never had an interest in making women's swimsuits a day in my life. But I was like, I have the people that can do it. I'm willing to take on the uh, the challenge. Like, mm-hmm. let's do it. Now that I have so many different manufacturers and, like, I know the game, I yeah. will do it again. But if you were asked me to start it over again without any of that knowledge, no. Absolutely not. Exactly. Absolutely. Like, it's been... 
terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm completely honest. Like it's been terrible, and it's just because, like, for one, like I learned as as we were going, and we we really did do a good job executing. But it's so many things that I just didn't know about women's swimsuits, mm-hmm. and I asked questions, I did my research, but. It's not like I'm an active consumer or wearer of it, so yeah. I, I don't know the ins and outs. I didn't know the ins and outs of like what makes it comfortable, yeah. what should fit tighter, what should fit looser, where you need, you know, a, a bandu strap to connect around. Like I didn't know any of these things. Um, so yeah, like other than working with him, if somebody else approaches me with, you know, they want a swimsuit, mm-hmm. they're getting stock swimsuits. So, <laughs> like, Yo, I can get you any print you want, but you got to choose from these different designs. Exactly. I am not creating you anything from scratch like I've been and, doing. And that's what that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's like, yo, sometimes it's like at the end of the day, I don't want to take every opportunity. Right. I don't need to. Like, it's not for me to take every opportunity. I've, I said this on previous parts. Like, I've turned down artist opportunities that were really good money i i sent the dude his money back because i was just like yo i'm not i'm not invested into this i don't want to do this as much as i know i can make a really good profit off of this i don't want to do this right and like that cash app hurt to send it back (laughs) like i'm not gonna lie it hurt like that was a lot of money i had to cash out back but i was just like I'll get it again later. Right. Like, I'm, there's going to be more of this for a way higher price. So, you know, like, because I know for me, I want to get to the point, and I have other artists that I look at that do this, and I'm like, this is where I want to be. I want to get to the point where it's like, what I create is what I sell. Right. And not vice versa, where it's like somebody always is coming to me, like, hey, can you do this for me or can you do it's like hey i have this do you want any of these let's go from there so it's like i definitely had to learn you said like i don't i this ain't my forte this ain't my area (laughs) at all but like i gotta i want to double back real quick to like when you were in college did you was there a specific piece that you created that kind of flipped that switch for you of like all right this is what i want to do or was it the final project um yeah when i got my first batch of shirts made it was like christmas like you know because at school no one had ever other than like you know fraternity and like sorority shirts yeah like you know those type of days and things like that nobody had created like their own yeah. So when I made my first batch of, at the time, my logo was a, um, it was Parker. Um, it's a, it was like a, a box logo that uh, my friend had created for me. And I'll never forget, I had 20 shirts fresh off the screen print. I'm walking down into like the uh, the courtyard area or like the, I'm drawing a blank on the, the name of like the actual, pretty much where <laughs> everybody goes for like uh, the calf and all that yeah. stuff. And like, you know, um, the student student center yeah so i'm walking down the student center with this box full of shirts and everybody's like yo like you actually did it like oh let me get one and i was only selling them for like 20 bucks and i think i probably paid like out the door they probably cost me like 16 dollars for everything yeah but i didn't care i was like yeah yo, like this is fun like I, I can't believe you guys actually like it yep um and i had them in like four or five i think like four different colors i sold them in at that time so that's when 
you know just like that rush of like people mm-hmm. like thinking something that like an idea was dope enough to like spend some bread on it um <clears throat> that was like okay yeah this is fun so when did you start to because i feel like a lot of people start off with shirts when did you start to branch off and do other um other designs um like outside of um just outside of like general t-shirts probably probably like 2015 was my first go at it because i found a guy who was getting his own stuff manufactured Mm -hmm. um and he had like cool stuff that was different so he was like hey i already like you're not gonna have to pay for patterns you're just gonna have to pay per product and i think i had to i had a henley a long sleeve henley Uh uh-huh um and then i had a a three-quarter sleeve raglan and it was all custom the only thing you know i purchased the shirts from him in bulk and then i just got my logo embroidered on it okay and that was the first time that like i had done something that was like you can't order off a wholesale website you know yeah this is completely custom and that was cool um but even with that it was like man like these if i wanted to change the colorway Mm -hmm. or if i wanted to do something a little bit different like it was gonna cost thousands those already cost like a thousand dollars for the order but like it was gonna cost thousands more yeah and if i wanted to change the pattern a little bit and like if i wanted to get any create put any creativity behind it yeah it priced me out so then i went back to wholesale sites and was yeah. like, all right well i can't do that every collection like exactly. let me do what i know i can do and it was 2000 either end of 2000 i think in, end of 2018 i want to say is when i found manufacturing and i was like okay let's see where this goes yeah because i had found let me I had actually found a wholesaler that did completely different stuff. Like they had the, they're called um, uh, who are they called? I'm drawing the biggest blank on them right now because they change. I don't even buy from them. Well, I stopped buying from them, but um, it'll come up. But they had everything was so different. They had like corduroy jackets and they had plaid pants and they had like certain button ups. It was things that like. It was wholesale, you know. Mm-hmm. So if like me personally, like I'm out of the, I'm, I'm for the most part I'm out of the wholesale game now in terms of like buying from like blank apparels. But at the same time, it was like I didn't see a difference between me buying from American Apparel and uh-huh. then me buying for from uh, this company that I can't think of their name of right now. I just looked them up, <laughs> um, but I didn't see the difference because it was like if you're if someone's happy with getting american apparel which nothing's wrong with that like yeah. i shouldn't be chastised because i found to in my idea like a more upscale brand like yeah. to, to it's the same thing to me exactly. um, but then you know some people didn't really see that as like authentic yeah and i was like and we're like oh you know you're lying da, 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 da. and i'm like but, but you're wearing like there's <laughs> nothing wrong with gilding but you're wearing a gilding tee that somebody sold you with their logo on it like exactly. what's the difference i paid 
you know, this one wholesale item cost me $45 and I'm selling it for, you know, 55. I'm not making any money off of this. It's just, I just want people to have it because it's sweet, you know? But you as a creator should have a moral standard. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I, I was like, all right, fine. I'll, find, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and that's probably what led me into manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, people are going to be mad either way. Like, let me just create my own. And if I take exactly. an L, I take an L. But yeah, I remember that conversation vividly. I was like, yo, like, you don't even understand, like, so many of these big brands, all they do is acquire smaller brands that That's are doing it. their thing. And now it's And they'll keep the same name label. up there. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's like you're sitting here rocking all this other stuff. They they don't, I'm not going to name any names, but they don't actually make that garment. They mm. found somebody that's perfected it, paid them a lot of money, slapped their logo on it, and now they make it. That's it. Yeah, so... So when did <laughs> I forgot about that? <laughs> How many times have you ever thought about just dropping it off? Every day, <laughs> bro. Like every day, every day. Like so much of it's not even based around like yeah, it's based around the clothing. But like it could be like prime example. Like my I was working with a marketing company and they had been collecting like leads and emails and stuff for me. So I was like, cool. Like, I, I'd never even looked at the list that they collected until two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I finally looked at it. I was like, oh, they got me 800 leads. Like, that is amazing. Like, I'm going to send out this email blast. I've never had this much. Yeah. Man, I sent out that email blast, bro. And I got my account disabled. I, I work with MailChimp. I've been with MailChimp for like six years. For the first time, I got my account disabled because so many of my emails were reported as spam. Oh, shoot. So, yeah. So, they're like, oh, like, we don't know where you got these emails from type of thing. You have a high abuse report rate, so we've locked your email marketing account. So, I spent all morning like, yo, like, I didn't even... They told me these were legitimate leads because I was, you know, paying the to to get them to market and collect this stuff for me. How was I supposed to know? Oh my god! So like that's one thing. I'm like, bro, I don't even want to do this anymore. (laughs) Like I just spent like three hours trying to fix this. I got. I'm checking out for the day. Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) Done. So it's not. So a lot of times it's not even the clothes, or it's like something that happens with your bank, and you're like, are you serious right now? Uh huh. All right. So now I got to spend. I got to speak with eight different representatives i gotta call y'all every other day i get somebody new i gotta take them back through the story yep like keep the money bro like it's whatever i'm done i've i've been (laughs) wanting to quit so many times especially when (laughs) man you think you check a little low this week from work and then then your website fee come out and it's just like oh my god yeah I was like, man, I don't even want this web. I went for I went for the longest thought I was like, yeah, yo, I don't even want this website. It's no point. It's no point in having this website at all, paying all this money. And it was just like, the deeper you get into the stuff, then the more you realize you gotta have it. You got to. Cause a lot of I didn't realize until like within like the last year. So a lot of these people do not look at social media. Like, a lot of these people don't the people in your in your area look at your social media but like the real people who can make a lot of people i would say most but a lot of people who can really make stuff happen don't even look at social media they're like what's your website look like what's 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 your other things look like because a lot of times basing everything off of social media you can you'll cap out right you can only get so far 
and it took me a minute to realize that because I've been wanting to quit so many times because it's just like, bro, I'm not getting anywhere with this. Nothing's happening. I've sat at my computer with like my mouse, like not even like disable your store, like delete your <laughs> store, and just sat there and was like, delete, delete. Should I account? delete this entire account and just be done with it? And I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I spent too much time on it. Like it's. Mm-hmm. sink or swim now but yeah like it's something that pops up every other day i can be riding smooth for 23 hours of the day and then that one <laughs> that last 24 i'm like are you serious right now like i thought we were past that so nope yeah man have you ever like to this point so far have you created what you would consider like your your magnum opus like your most the piece not saying the one that you've like sold the most but the one that you're mo- the piece that you're most proud of I've done and hopefully this doesn't, doesn't come off as like bragging but mm-hmm. I've done like a please few brag please brag <laughs> it's your work <laughs> <laughs> no but I've done a few of them and it's it strictly comes from like wow I can't believe I pulled that off type thing best feeling ever <laughs> yeah so it was like um, I came out with this neon orange camo hoodie with reflective print i remember uh, that yeah satin in the hood yep. like uh industrial zippers on it like it was that's been that's like a prized possession there um and then i did the um a hunter jacket which mm-hmm. was like canvas cotton on the outside it had the detachable hood it had the tartan wool in the inside with corduroy cuffs and collars Man. and stuff like that like I mean, those two items alone were, like, mind-blowing to me. Yeah. And they came out perfectly. I had no mistakes on those. I've had a ton of other stuff that's come out with mistakes, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right. Um, You know, I can rework it. But those two right there was just like, yo, like, I can't believe this happened so seamlessly. Um, And then the captain hats. Yeah. Everybody loves the captain hats. So... I'd say like I can go on, but those three right there at the mm-hmm. top of my uh, top of my mind are like my my favorite ones. So I have to ask this because well, first of all, before that, I want to say that that's the one reason. That's one of the reasons why I'm so glad I connected with you because I was that's why I was like I have to know this guy because you're the only person creating these things that I know that mm-hmm. I'm like everyone anybody else who I may know in passing or on social media or something like that that's in fashion and stuff like that it's all shirts and i'm just like you're the only person that i'm like you've gone past that limit of like oh just shirts no it's like i create wardrobes like from top to bottom anything you put on your body i create and i'm just like i need to know this that's why i was like yo i need to know you because just seeing that inspires me because it's like it's like like I said, you you're it's to me how I see it and I don't know if you feel that way, but to me it's like you're pushing limits and boundaries because you don't see that often. It's kind of like an anomaly of what you're doing because it's like, yeah, big brands do it because they're the businesses, but it's like the individual and then it's like, yo, to actually know the individual who's making full on wardrobes is just like yo, this is mind blowing. It's mind-blowing. And so it excites me. Because stuff like that excites me. When I, I'll sit there and watch, like, 
I have like playlists on YouTube and I'll sit there and watch like Tyler the Creator fashion shows yeah. like the I watch Yeezy Seasons um uh what did I just watch I can't remember uh I just watched the Virgil show um that Kendrick Lamar performed at okay I haven't seen that one but I, I know exactly I I just watched that recently and I'm just like stuff like that kind of inspires me like and it doesn't even have to be the fashion itself I it'll be small stuff where it's just like I I am a stickler for how things are put together right and so that's why I appreciate and that's even why I started this podcast honestly to begin with just to talk to creative people and then also just kind of pick their brains on like how you even put this together because like from my perspective, I wouldn't even know where to start to even go down the path that you are on. So it's like, just even have this conversation. Like I said, I appreciate it so much. And like, my other question is, how did you get, what inspired the do-rag? Ah, oh, man. Because yeah. that is, I was actually just looking at it before you pulled up um, on your Instagram Shorty was in full military uniform and had to do that. I was like, "Where? How, how did? How did that come about?" It's crazy because I know we were just speaking about this painting right here, and mm-hmm. um, I went to a do rag festival in Atlanta. Nice. So I was like, "I gotta be able to make do rags. Like, I gotta mm-hmm. be able to sell do rags." Um, so this is like right after I started learning how to sew. <clears throat> and I had already tried like a, a bunch of different times and honestly I went on YouTube I found a, um, a pattern mm-hmm. um, well they told me how to create my own pattern so I did that created my pattern and everything and then I went to the fabric store bought that stuff and I was like yeah, I'm just gonna shoot my shot mm-hmm. um, and they the first ones were okay I didn't have a serger so like I just did like a zigzag stitch on it I tried my best and they they sold like people actually like you know saw what I was trying to do. Yeah. Now I still don't have a serger, but I know someone that has a serger, so I spend the extra dollar to make sure they come out looking like very very professional, you know. Okay. Um, and yeah, that really just started from I wanted to go to a do rag festival, and I was like, yo, like That's fire. this is <laughs> That's... I can't be there without do rags, right? That's like so, you can't. I made some, and and it kind of just went from there, and that was that was fun. That's super fire. Yeah, like, it, and she was the host, so that's how I met her. And I was like, "Yo, like, that's that's dope. That's fire." So like, <laughs> yeah, like that that still like that's so dope to me because like when like everybody wears do rags, like right. It's 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 part of the essential black package at this point. Like you have to have a do rag. Um, when did like the socks happen? Socks. I tried my first pair of socks maybe 2020, and I actually so this had, recent reason. Okay, yeah, yeah, and they were uh, they were garbage. I got, I can't even <laughs> lie. Like they, like I said, you have you have to find people that specialize in what you are looking for. Mm-hmm. And I was just working through my manufacturer because he done a pretty decent job with everything I made. And he was like, "Y'all want to do socks?" He said, "I can get them made." I said, "Cool." Man, like it was not the quality of sock that I wanted whatsoever. Yeah. Like so, I took like. What a, two years off of socks, a year and a half off of socks. Nice. I didn't really mess with them, um, and then I was like, you know what? Like, let me give this another shot. But let me find somebody that specializes in socks. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I went, 
already had some knowledge of what I didn't want. And okay. I was able to ask extra questions, request samples, this, that, and the other. And once I saw, like, I was like, all right, y'all move the way I want you to. Um, yeah. I feel comfortable. And we ordered those socks. And they were, man, I actually just, what month were we in? July? So yeah. in July alone, I've gotten 600 pairs of socks created for someone. Dang. All different customers. Nice. Yeah. So like, is that what you posted the other day? In the in the big uh-huh. dog. Yeah. Look like, like bricks. Yeah. I was sitting there watching. <laughs> I was watching the whole thing. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. So my my sock game now is insane. I can get you just about anything in socks. Like, oh, yeah, I really have that part down pat. Um, but it took a it took a second. You know, my my personal socks. The first pair I made, it was a success because I actually had socks, mm-hmm. but it wasn't what I wanted okay yeah i've been i've been in a place now where i was like i've been deciding like do i even want to do like because since i've started art i started this in 2014 so i'm like since i've started doing art and everything like i've always had fashion kind of right next to it and it's like and i know we worked together recently um you helped me get the shirts and everything made that i'm actually probably going to put out at my next show and but it's one of the things i'm realizing now i'm like because i remember i text you i was like yo i might have something that i want to do exclusively for the show and i was like "Hmm, do i even want to do this anymore and uh, and it's like I'm trying I've been trying to decide like do I want to keep like where where can I take that like the fashion thing but then also like I said I'm I've been trying to decide if it's even for me to do so like how would you or what would you say to not even just myself but like somebody who's like they love fashion but they don't know if they want to how I would say like how deep they want to really dive into it. I would say to start off with recreate your like one of your favorite shirts in your closet. Hmm. That's what I would say or like one of your favorite items in your closet. Um and I say that for a couple things. For one, like you're going to be super interested in it yeah. because it it's your favorite, right? Um and then you have a reference point too. You're like, yo, I like I know I want the sleeves to be just like this. I know I want my print to feel just like this. You mm-hmm. know, I know I want the sizing to be just like this. Yeah. And you'll pay so much more attention to detail to that because it's something that you thoroughly enjoy, but you want to put your own spin to it. Okay. So that's always my advice is like go to your closet. Um, of course, like, you know, you don't have to come out with like a pair of like raw denim jeans for your very first <laughs> one, right? Like, you know, that may take a, lo- a lot more work. I'm not saying you can't, but I'm just saying, you know, find yeah. something that's pretty simple that you enjoy. And then it's like, hey, how can I recreate this and put my own spin to it? And then go from there. Um, and then do just like like what you did. Reach out to people, um, you know, that you believe will be able to help you out. Yeah. So you're not taking on that full like, you know. Um, all that knowledge by yourself um, trying to you know just a lot of times we can get overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, so chat with people that you feel like kind of specialize in that and can you know make that transition a bit easier so you don't have to like bump your head in the walls many times gotcha. um, so that would be my my advice on like how to how to get into it okay 
and then like I guess lastly for questions or whatever but also I don't want to hold you too long we coming up on an hour or so but like do you have or have you ever thought about like the grand scheme of things of what you want to do yeah all the time um so if I if I had everything the way I want right and I'm working on this but it seems so far away mm-hmm. um I want to do a east coast pop-up tour so I want to go to you know do a pop-up here mm-hmm. um in in Virginia in like Hampton Roads area um you know I love to do one in like Nova do one in like the DC area um maybe pennsylvania believe it or not like they yeah. have a strong fashion uh they have a strong fashion district i, I really did not expect philly to be that strong into nice yeah it really blew my mind when i was up i there. would I never like, expected that this is crazy so like i think philly is as high as high as i would go mm-hmm. um just because new jersey like I don't really know that much about it and then New York is like super competitive you know like very and I'm not saying I don't I, I don't want to compete at that level but like why put myself in that market where I'm pretty sure there's a lots of people doing something similar to where I'm mm-hmm. doing I should go somewhere to where I can stand out more mm-hmm. you know um, so I would probably start off Hampton Roads and then I'd hit like um, Charlotte and then um, from Charlotte I'd go to it would be really nice to go to like um, Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, just because they have a crazy fashion district down there. Wow. Um, yeah, Charleston's fashion is wild. Like very <laughs> inspirational. If you can go to King Street down there and shop, uh-huh. it's beautiful, bro. Like uh, no lie. Um, and then I hit Atlanta, of course, and then I hit you know a couple cities in Florida. Yeah. Um, and that would be like one thing that's like a, a dream of mine that I'm working towards. This is like just a pop up tour, and then depending on how that goes take it to other cities you know i can go to um i can maybe go to nashville or you know mm-hmm. take it to um dallas texas and then get further west and things like that but yeah that's like next level that i want to do and then eventually i want to have my own storefront but honestly just like that consistent overhead yeah like I just, that's a tough one i don't think it's worth it right now and there's ways to make it work but i personally i just don't feel that i'm moving product enough consistently for me to feel comfortable taking on that burden Mm -hmm. um and i i don't want to be locked you know i think part of that is like being a military brat you know i've all we've always moved every two three years Uh um so like being locked in a space is like yeah not my thing you know i'm like nah i need to be able to move how i want to move exactly Um, and sometimes like having that brick and mortar just it it's not beneficial Right. It's like especially when it's like it's more consistent for you to just move around. Right. It's like I'm happy. Let's say I sell out of a collection, right? I'm like, yo, this is dope. Like I made my profit. I sell out of a collection with a brick and mortar. I'm like, oh, I just made enough to pay rent. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to do that. At you, know, all. you know, like I don't even. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the direction that I'm working towards. And the cool thing is, I did meet a company. Um, it's super dope. Um, it's been a minute since I talked to them, but they're a pop-up company so what they will do is nice. you'll tell them where you want to go yeah they'll find you a leasing space for the time that you want and they said usually like a month is best but they can still do a week they can still do two weeks they'll make it work but obviously okay. the shorter time frame the more you have to pay yeah and they will negotiate the deal for you oh so nice. all you have to do is show up and decorate and sell 
Oh, I cannot. Nice. I haven't spoken to them. It's probably been two years. But That's it's crazy. I I didn't even realize that like in the art world, like when we think pop up, pop up for us is like two days, yeah, like a day or two. I didn't even realize like yeah, you can pop up and this be your store for like a month and then just dip. I, I was the same way. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool to do a weekend. He was like, uh, I mean, we can make it happen, but you don't want that. You don't want that. And I was like, well, what do you mean I don't want that? He was like, bro, why not do a week? Get, you know, we'll put you in the best spot we can find for what you can afford, and you'll get tons of organic foot traffic. And I was like, well, no, nobody's ever said that to me. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, you don't know how to process that information. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, you know, you said that pretty pretty well you know mm-hmm. you're a cool guy all right well when i'm financially stable enough to to trust myself to take this jump um we'll definitely be able to make some moves exactly so that's the the plan there man yeah i feel you like i'm in a like i've actually just applied for this grant yesterday um because it's like i know what i want to do with this art and stuff like that like, I got friends that their goal is to be in galleries and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't really want that. Right? It's cool. I got no problem with it. I'm like, I create art to be in people's houses. And so, for me, it's like, I want to be the gallery. Like, that's how I, that's how I look at it. It's like, I want to be the gallery. I want to... It's like, I want to at least... if I have, I want to have a space where I can give other people opportunities to than be in a gallery like a legit gallery and i don't gotta bust you over the head with percentages and all that stuff because i've been in some spots where people like yo i want half and i'm like nah (laughs) ain't no way and it's crazy because like i've been in some places like that where they're like hey we we want half i agreed to it just because i knew i was selling there I ain't even telling myself. I just dipped. Yeah. I was like, you ain't getting half of that. Yeah, I hate no. those half deals, man. I understand it, but at the same time, like, yeah. man, like, I, that's free. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I get it, but then at the same time, part of me doesn't because I'm like, you got all these people in here that paid to get in here. Why are you then trying to get half my profit? Right. Like, you already broke. At least you broke even. Right. Right. But yeah, so it's just like, you know, I, I just know for me, like, I'm at a space where it's like, I want to give other people opportunities to really build and then also not just have the space as like a gallery or something like that, but also have it as a, a learning experience where it's like, yo, you can come here, learn about pitfalls you can avoid mm-hmm. in doing certain things and not even just art, people that want to go into fashion, people that want to go into music, whatever, like, and that's I guess the great part about like the group of friends that I have is like yo everyone does different things I just had one of my best friends on he's a musician it's like yo if I have a space like yo come in here you can use this space teach people keep it moving like it's just a constant cycle of like an entrepreneurial space that's just where I want it to be at for me but anyway no I've I've I definitely love that idea. Yeah. And even like with the pop ups that like I intend to do mm-hmm. um, sometime in the future, like I want people to be able to do that with me. And I'm gonna do it like regardless. Yeah. So it's not like I'm gonna charge like, oh well if you're coming and you're gonna set up things like I'm gonna no, I'm gonna pay that regardless. All I ask is that you show up and you do your best. Yeah. You take a hundred percent of profit because you're already gonna have to pay 
to travel you're gonna have to pay for the hotel you're mm-hmm. gonna have to pay for food or you know however you set up your lodging like this is literally to get your you know creativity out here and and capitalize off of it. exactly so it's like you know let's say that does come to for um, fruition soon it's like you know i definitely love to if you have the time if you can come out and you can set it for a few days or a mm-hmm. week and you know you sell in there to you know a different demographic of people we don't know yep you know because sometimes i think and i'm not saying this in a bad way um we get familiar we get familiar with the area and it's like Mm-hmm. we forget of what we're actually doing yep. until we step out somewhere new and they're like yo like yep. this is wild so uh, you know i, I like Can't that get feeling. stuck in the bubble exactly cannot get stuck that's but that's how it was for me my first time i went to two places first time i went to richmond um richmond shows love oh uh, man richmond i love the 757 i promise you <laughs> I, I do promise you, i promise you i do <laughs> I promise you I do, but Richmond Love is is different up there yeah. because it's like, especially downtown. Like they they appreciate the I wouldn't say more they appreciate it differently, mm-hmm. and it's like the Neon District is getting there, but like it's something about Richmond that I love. But then also too when I went to New York for the first time, oh, yeah. I was I was thoroughly just blown away. I was I, I had I had the best time of my life there, and I went. Shout out to Conception's art show. That was a, one of the best times I ever had in my life, and I got to actually experience New York. It was great, <laughs> hopping trains, all that stuff. Like it was, it was great, and I was just like, I met so many new people up there that I'm still friends with to this day, and they're like, "Yo, you need to come up here." Like they would love what you're doing up here. This and the third, and I'm just like, yo, I I gotta get back at some point. But yeah, it's just realizing that you have to get out of the bubble. Yeah, like it's 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 a foundational piece, but it shouldn't be the only piece. Right. So, and uh, last thing I'll say, that's like part of like the inspiration too. Well, it's it's two things, and I don't really touch on them too too much because it's like nobody likes me and get preachy right of course um so like <laughs> uh the very first part is like you know i do a lot of what i do and try to keep it very close to black culture especially black southern culture mm-hmm. is because i feel like a lot of times we can be overexploited and very. be told what we do naturally isn't good enough or isn't isn't it and yeah. then when we look outside of it it's they're what pro- everybody's trying to do and Everyone's they're profiting off to of be it. like and you're like well, I know people that's been doing that for like 15 years. What do you mean all of a sudden mm-hmm. Air Force Ones is a staple and it's cool and you can get into clubs with them on and, you know, you can wear baggy clothes. Like, what? We used to yep. get picked out of every place where we're wearing baggy clothes. Every single you place. No, we don't We do not do Air Force Ones in here. You're like, dang, bro, I'm 15 trying to have a good time. Exactly. What are you talking about? So, like, I feel like I really try to keep it. Um, I don't, I don't want to say secluded, but like when you come to my page, you know what it is, Yeah. you know? And I think that's very important, um, to let people know that like, Hey, like you're going to respect what we're doing. And if you don't like it, like I didn't ask you to be here. Exactly. That's number one. Um, and number two, which I may have just drawn a blank on it, which actually (laughs) was supposed to be the first thing I was going to say, uh, we were talking about New York. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and I oh um just bringing like a different vibe in which we already kind of talked about or spoke on right it's yeah. like everyone thinks and like we have to like we have to go hard all the time you know what I'm saying like we we have to hold this 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 black standard of this is what we are and how yeah. we act and you're like no there's so many just different relax. variations of like exactly. who we can be and in, in our history and it's like yeah you know why why not if you're gonna appropriate why not learn about everything exactly. and just don't pick this one thing and say okay this is what we think of you guys and if you're not doing it then it's not it so i try to show all you know spectrums of of um blackness and i always say yeah. southern blackness because that's where i've spent majority of my time yeah um that might be what i call this episode yeah spectrums of blackness <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's i just always like to add that in there because you know um i feel like a lot of people take away and they never give back and when they do give back it's very short-handed mm-hmm. and that's not cool or they take it and then sell it back to us like we didn't already have it <laughs> exactly and you're like yo like i don't even understand so like people are like oh you want to do big box stores i'm like no like for what why yeah. so they can give me some short end deal and pal me in debt and now i gotta work super hard and come out with a collection every month yeah, and, a half. and now i don't even love this anymore exactly no i'd rather work with my guys at heat clothing who are gonna let me you know create what i want and mm-hmm. you know showcase my product and then tell me yes they want to bring this or no they don't and then we work a deal together like that's Exactly. more sustainable for the community in my eyes than you know just taking what we can get exactly but yeah but that's I'm, the last of the, the, <laughs> the, ser- the sermon there <laughs> save this to the end <laughs> well we can go ahead and wrap this up here bro i appreciate you pulling up appreciate you coming through and hopping on the pot really means a lot thank dog. you man i really appreciate yep. you having me out and i appreciate y'all listening out there go to therapy drink some water and i'll talk to y'all later see ya. Yeah, have a good one